Evening, everybody, and thanks for joining us for the 21st episode of Soccer Scene with myself and Noel O'Connor. Noel, plenty to digest following the weekend's action just for treaty alone. There was plenty of action, two games over the weekend for every uh, Eritrea First Division club. So, I suppose varying results-wise, Noel, you have Galway on the Friday, a great draw, nil all draw against Galway, obviously one of the title challengers right up there with, with Cork City, a good defensive display on the night. Then you fast forward, obviously, to, to Monday evening. We knew it was going to be a tough encounter anyway because judging by the two previous encounters with Cork City, 5-0 defeat and 4-0 down at half time. So a really tough one to take uh, for the team and the supporters on Monday evening. Uh, what's your own reaction and I suppose your opinion on, on both performances? Very nice performance against, against uh, Galway. You know, they were very cohesive. As a group, I thought the body language was good. The energy was good. Um, we have to give a bit of credit to, to Jason O'Connor with the 4-4-2. He said at the last day they played above in Galway that maybe they should have gone 4-4-2, which they did do in the last 15 minutes and nearly nicked a point. Because as we know, John Caulfield you know, can be a very conservative ma uh, manager. And when he saw Ender Kern and Dean George up front, he, he certainly kept a couple of extra bodies back in, in the Galway half, which certainly helped um, Treaty a lot. Um, no, listen, it was very good. A couple of smart saves, like they were full value to the point. You know, it wasn't a kind of a backs to the wall or anything like that. They had a couple of chances themselves. And uh, it, it, it was quite comfortable overall. Yeah, it certainly was. And as I said, the Cork City game, then, you know, you go, obviously, you're you're probably full of, full of confidence in some ways defensively. And, you know, you're, you're going in against the team that are down now top of the league, league leaders again, fairly free scoring throughout the season, full of creativity. And then as well for 3D, you have to play three midfielders, three of your starting midfielders, Noel, in defensive positions. On top of Callum McNamara and Jack Lynch, who were part of that Galway game playing in, in the defensive area, you had Lee Devitt due to the absence of Mark Ludden at left full so it was I mean the signs were probably ominous I suppose because there wasn't much time to really go over anything with, with those with that back five yeah and uh, you know the flip side of that is you were you had four of the same back five starting as you as started on on Friday night against Galway you know and guys who quitted themselves very well you know we certainly thought that Callum McNamara and Shane Gearns played very well on uh, on Friday night look you know, it's the nature of that league. You're not going to be able to put out the same team every week, you know, for various reasons, suspensions and knocks and injuries and that. In fairness to Mark Ludden, like he's been virtually an ever-present, I think. They rested him there last season when they had already qualified for for the playoffs. Um, so there was one change from, from the back five that played on Friday night. And look, I mean, it's not really to be dwelling on the, on the, on the back five because overall I thought the... Performance was really disappointing, you know, and you hear about, you know, player fatigue or they might get tired, but like they didn't run around even enough to get tired, I felt, you know. Um, you would expect them maybe to put up a real five, maybe till 60 or 65 minutes and then kind of run out of steam because of the exertions of, of the two games. But I thought right from the first few minutes, Cork totally uh, dictated the game got into their passing mode and all over the pitch, they seem to have acres of time and acres of space, sorry, and loads of time to do whatever they want to do. And there was no, you know, bit of press on them or ha any bit of hassling or harrying them. They seem to have the the freedom of, of the park and that's how the game started. And it 
just continued in that frame for the whole um, 95 minutes. Yeah, it certainly seemed to. And I suppose the one thing you can't do, Noel, against the Cork City team or anyone challenging for the league, especially if you are planning on just sticking into the game as long as you can, is concede an early goal. Now, Treaty did concede more than just one early goal. And Tommy did allude to how disappointing it was uh, to concede such sloppy goals. That has been a feature, I suppose, in all this season. I did mention that only maybe last week or the week before that we've already conceded, I think, six goals more this season in the whole of last season. I know they're two different seasons, but it just is a, a disappointing situation, I suppose, for, for the management to see that. Yeah, I think, look, they're talking about sloppy goals. I mean, Cork must have had 15 or 18 chances. I mean, I did count three or four chances in the first six or seven minutes of the second half. They were equally as good as the ones they had in the first half, and they just didn't convert them. But, uh, I mean, I, I suppose, like, the biggest talking point for me, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, when Jack Brady was left out for, for Connor Wynn, um, I said it was a, a tricky decision to make, you know, that you need to be 100% sure that certainly uh, your second keeper is 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 going to, to be up to the level and maybe beyond the level. We did see a couple of maybe errors from Jack Brady, but nothing really out of, out of the ordinary. And what you didn't want to do is maybe be looking at your first choice keeper again after a couple, a couple of games. But certainly after last night, you know, I thought that, Connor Wynn, he didn't have a great a great outing and, you know, there's no one ever 100% responsible for any goal, but there's certainly three of those goals that you'd really be having a big look. Um, I, I felt his conditioning certainly needs to be a good bit better. And outside that, I think every single kick out he made went straight down, straight down the middle of the pitch for the whole 95 minutes. I can't, maybe one or two headers early in the game, Dean George won or got onto the ball, but other than that, it was... Uh, really easy headers for the Cork City back, back three to win and I, I certainly did think that that didn't help the, the treaty cause so there's certainly a bit of food for thought there for Tommy in, in that situation in, in, in terms of the goalkeeping position and it's, uh, it's obviously a very crucial position That certainly is and I know that apparently it was agreed on in a few weeks in advance that Conor Wynn would get game time I suppose some people may say that maybe the plan was to bring in Jack Brady after the Galway game. I'm not so sure. Obviously, with Conor Wynn keeping a clean sheet, you can understand the decision to keep him in there. I personally think, Noel, coming into the game against Cove, I do think Jack Brady will start. Uh, what do you think yourself? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm obviously not familiar with the inner workings of what's going on in the dressing room, but um, I think, you know, if I was there now, I certainly would still see Jack Brady as the number one keeper there. As I said, you know, he's had a couple of wobbles, for want of a better word, but nothing really out of the ordinary. And, uh, you know, from what I've seen last night, I certainly think that, you know, and probably for the back four as well, um, they'd probably like to see him back in on, on Friday night. And I suppose if there was one positive to take from, from Monday night, Noel, I know that you know one of the players that did come on from your time with the, the Kennedy Cup squad three years ago, Darren Noenko who came on in, as a second-half substitute, and Scott Kirkland came on as a second-half substitute as well from the underage sides with, with Treaty. Darren Michael, only 17 years old uh, as well. Um, is that something you'd like to see more of from now to the end of the season? Because it is a hard juggling act, isn't it, Noel, really, whether you want to really fill the team with underage players to try and get them the experience, because going side-by-side side with that, you also need to, to keep getting results uh, on a regular enough basis anyway at, at first division level. Yeah, I think so. Look, it was great to see them. Great to see Darren get in. 
Um, he certainly made great strides as 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 a Kennedy Cup player and has continued in that frame since uh, since he went to trade. He certainly filled out. Um, he's certainly a big physical boy as well for for seventeen. Um, I think it's important that and you know we do get this message out about about training and players don't have time to train. I hope it. I hope the same isn't true for for the likes of. Um, the two young guys who came on last night, I think they should be training at least four four days a week in terms there of 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 their conditioning and strength and also their running. Um, would I like to see players like that? Absolutely. Um, I you know we're we're kind of looking for a clear message coming from from the club, and sometimes it's a little bit mixed about what they're about. Um, if it's to harness you know the the local talent in the Midwest, well, the best way for those guys to improve is 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 by playing games. Um, I see Joel. Joe Garman is missing off the last two team sheets, so we'd have to assume that that he's gone. That does um, we are waiting confirmation, Noel, but it does uh, seem to be the case that Joe Garman will depart. Yeah, and I don't think I, you know I don't think he's left a big legacy in treaty. And maybe if Darren Owanko had an extra eight or ten games under his belt, you know, um, would they be in a worse, uh, much worse position? I don't think so. I think Tommy has alluded to the fact that you know the only games they've lost is to the top three, and I think. You know, he wouldn't be, I think he's more than capable of dealing with, you know, the, the front players out, uh, outside that top three. So it would be nice to see that. And look, if there is going to be a future there, these guys need um, games under their belts. You alluded to it already, Noel, but I, I was going to bring that up. Oh, Garmin, we, we mentioned recently, obviously, Kieran Hanlon has departed as well, although the club haven't actually confirmed that yet. Um, Charlie Fleming has also departed as we know that was publicised Joe Gorman does seem and Tommy was asked about it and he didn't really deny that Joe Gorman was gone uh, but that is probably the worst kept secret around it, it appears at the moment um, it's fair to say you know, from your own comment there my own opinion as well being honest with you and the opinion of many 3D supporters and probably the club and the player as well that this move just didn't work out for anyone No I don't think it did um, you know I think I suppose at best I described the attitude of him as a bit cavalier. Um, I thought, you know, and look, he'll probably look at the the game last night and say, well, they probably could have done with me and maybe he's right. But certainly on Friday night, I felt that, you know, they were very cohesive and very together. Um, I thought Shane Gearns looked kind of very uncharacteristically kind of ropey last night. You know, I kind of mentioned it a couple of times in the first 10 or 15 minutes, but that's not something that, that you see too often and hopefully that was just a blip for him but he certainly didn't seem to enjoy to play um, next to Joe Garman like that that relationship between the players is very very important the personal relationship you know when you're playing centre half and uh, I just didn't see any um, kind of bond between those two so hopefully you know they they can bounce back from this and and get a better result on on Friday night. And before we come to that game and our preview of that game on Friday, and all the July transfer window is upon us now soon. We know that Treaty won't be going out spending big money, that, that's for sure, and trying to attract players that way. Um, you know, I suppose the only way you can look at it is can they manage to score maybe a couple of loan players from League of Ireland Premier Division clubs? I know that might be difficult because will the League of Ireland Premier Division club want to pay all the wage of a young player? Even though they probably wouldn't be getting that much anyway, but that does look like the only option if if three if three D can manage to to secure a couple of players as well as maybe some unearthed talent that we're unsure of from maybe the underage or junior ranks. Yeah, look, um, I mentioned Tony White last week. 
Um, I think there is a couple of lads around around the town that are certainly worth a look at. Tommy has alluded to himself about guys wanting to stay in um, in the league, and I'm sure there'll be a few guys released as well. And look, I certainly agree with you. Um, the underage, particularly the under 19 in league in Dublin is fairly strong. You know, it's hard to believe that there wouldn't be a good player, say, from St. Pat's and Shamrock Rovers. I know Tommy be friendly for, uh, with Stephen Bradley from his time with Limerick. Um, I'm certainly someone like that, you know, coming down with that attitude and that ambition, you know, it wouldn't do the local lads any harm either and certainly be a better bet than having someone like Joe Garman around. And I know the, the upcoming game with Cove, it's a huge one now, Noel, given that we didn't mention earlier, but Wexford managed to get two really late goals in the last two games that they played, which got them four points from possibly only having one. It was, it was huge for them. Puts them into the playoff place ahead of Treaty on goal difference. Obviously, the goal difference Treaty wasn't helped by the loss and, and the manner of the loss on Monday as well. Two games previously with Cove, really tight games, two draws, nil all, two all. Um, an interesting subplot a couple I suppose really is that Shane Keegan who was the 3D Academy lead for four months his first game in charge is going to be against 3D for Cove on Friday night after him being announced as the manager on Monday and then as well uh, I was sent a picture where I was it was the worst kept secret obviously as well where Charlie Fleming is now training at Cove and possibly could be ready to play when it turns the 1st of July on Friday so that would, that would be interesting and it's going to be Again, probably another tight game in that Coleman's Park pitch. Yeah, look, it's, you know, from where Treaty are now, there's a little, first time, there's a little bit of pressure on them as well. You know, we alluded to Wexford. Um, I think Wexford are in a really good position, obviously. Unlike Shane Keegan, Ian Ryan stuck to his principles and um, said that he'd he'd stay with, with the club that, you know, had given him a chance to come back into football. And uh, I think they're certainly reaping the rewards. They've had two late goals in, in the last three or four games, you know, which shows mentally they're certainly in, in a really good place. And uh, I think they're going to give Treaty one one hell of a fight for that fifth place because with Longford beating Galloway last night, you know, it's unlikely that either the two of them are going to get close to the fourth place either. So it looks like a straight shootout between Treaty and Wexford. And uh, it's as I said, there's a little bit of pressure on Treaty, you know, which hasn't been there before in terms of getting a result. Um, Cove is always difficult, regardless of, of the manager. I'm not so sure about the about the manager's bounce. Um, Charlie Fleming, you know, I certainly wouldn't have been a big fan. Um, we know he always has discipline pr- uh, problems against his ex ex clubs as well. So now he's another ex club that maybe to have a few discipline uh, discipline uh, problems with. But I would think that um, it won't worry Treaty if 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 Charlie Fleming is playing, and certainly Jack Lynch looks to me like a a way better option at right back than than Charlie Fleming. That brings us to the 3D team, Noel, ourselves and, and our own preferences. We do know that Mark Ludden and then the current set out the game on Monday night. And judging by Tommy's comments after the game, he's confident that both players will be uh, fit for selection against Cove, which, which would be vital, obviously, as well. Uh, it would also free Lee Devitt up, who did play well against Galway, to, to go back into midfield. Well, Castrain, that was another disappointment as well, I suppose, Noel, on Monday. He probably won't be playing considering he went off in the first half. So you'd imagine McKean get the knot there from the start if he wasn't going to anyway. Um, what would be your preferred team, I suppose, Noel? Would you make many changes from the Galway game in particular, whatever about the Cork game? 
Yeah, look, you'd you, you'd like to see the side that and and the shape of the side that that went out against Galway again. Certainly, if they can put in a, a performance like that and an attitude like that, it'll, it'll be you know, I'm sure they'd be desperately disappointed if if they only picked up a point, you know, and they'd have a real chance of getting the three. I think with the quality of uh, Ender Kern and Dean George, thought Dean George was very isolated last night. No one seemed to get near him, and. The three Cork centre halves had, had had the freedom of the park, and uh, I think with end the current there a little bit like with Galway United, they'd certainly have to be a bit more honest cove, and they'd have to sit maybe four or five back there to take care of them, and 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 that gives you a chance to you know to play on on the front foot. So hopefully, what Tommy said, Mark Ludden back and end the current back, they'd certainly give him a massive boost, and uh, it's definitely roll up your sleeves time now, and uh, every point is going to be vital. Uh, Wexford looks to be on a real good rich vein of farm and it's important that Treaty match them because uh, it is going to be one hell of a fight for that fifth place Yes absolutely and we do hope that Treaty can manage to pick up the three points against Cove on Friday and we will be here to suggest the action once more next week on what will promise to be another busy show for myself and Noel so thank you for joining us this evening everyone and we hope to see you next week